when I was uh, preparing, especially my intro story that I'm going to tell you after we pray, um, God just prompted me to, to pray for you to receive the message, which is uh, every week I kind of pray that in general, but it was more very specific. So I want to tell you that I want to be praying that you receive what God has to say to you. It's one thing for me to say it. It's another thing for God to say it. But it's another thing for your heart to receive it. Because there are things that impact me more than others. And God has been preparing me throughout this, in preparation for this series, He's preparing my heart for the message of the series. And my prayer is that you would receive the challenge to be all in and what that means to you. Lord, I pray you challenge us today. And this next six weeks, I pray you have us think about our life, who we are and what we want to be known for. Just give us time to pause and think about that these next six weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. Look to the person next to you and say, that's for you. Amen. Before we start, if you could take out your lesson plan, take out this lesson plan right here in your, in your thing, before we even lift our Bibles. And on point one, two, and three, if you have a pen, there are two spaces. And in the first space, I just want you to write your name. In the, in the first space of each point, write your name. First name. This, you're going to keep this so we don't need to know your last name, whatever. Just write your name. In, in the first space of each of the three points. Okay? And that will make sense to you later on. Hopefully you know your name. It's like, man, what am I supposed to write there? Just write your name. Amen? Amen. When you're done with that, we're going to lift our Bibles up. Amen. You don't need to read ahead to figure out what the fill-ins are. On three, say word. One, two, three, say word. word. One more time, Rock Church, say word. word. <laughs> Very good. First book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis 12. My question to you is what do you want said at your funeral? You're all going to die. And when you die, they're going to have a funeral. And when they have a funeral, someone's going to say something about you. They're going to ask people who know you, would you like to say something? Or it may be just one or two of your family members. They may be able to open mic and people come to the mic. They do it all different ways. It's called the eulogy. People usually speak well of the person. And usually what is said at a person's funeral about them is their legacy. A legacy is something that is handed down from one person to another. You could be money, it could be possessions, it could be discipline, it could be a reputation, it could be a cultural impact. But here's what my life is passing on. So when I die, here's the impact my life has had on other people. So at your funeral, people are going to talk about the highlights of your legacy, your highlight, your legacy highlight video. 
So my question to you is, what do you want to be said? Do you want to be said how much money you made? Do you want to be said how big your company was? What nice of a person you were? Uh, how much stuff you collected? How much stuff you bought? How you shopped till you dropped or whatever? What, what do you want to be said? Or do you want to be said about your life, what God did through your life? And th this is what I want you to think about. Because as I've been preparing for this all in series, you know, we, we, we're, you know, I preach, you know, sermons week after week after week and four and three or four sermons uh, every Sunday and it's week after week after week. And this series, I've been praying about not only the content of the sermons but just the whole idea for a, a while now. And God's been asking me the same question, what do you want to be known for? Just pause and think about that. Because we can go through life. So fast. And when I meet people, I ask them how old they are all the time. And people say, well, I'm, whenever people are in their 20s or getting up to 30, I always ask them, do they feel like they're old? Yeah, I'm 28. I said, do you feel like you're old? Well, yeah. <laughs> but you start to realize you're not 15 anymore. you got bills. you got responsibilities. And you think your life's going by so fast. And it is. Before you know it, you're going to die. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to say it like that. But... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be 56 in March, and my wife and I look at each other, and we talk about being 60 in four and five years, three or four years. It's like, what? How'd that happen? And before, you know, before I know it, I'm going to be dead. And I'll be like, you know what? What did, what did I do with my life? And so this all in is an opportunity for you to think about my responsibility, not only for me, this life, but the life of this church, what I want this church to be about. And we have an opportunity to establish a legacy for our church. We're going to, over the next six weeks, we're going to study the life of Abraham. And I don't know what you know about Abraham, but we're going to talk about his life today. But really what Abraham was known for was his relationship with God. Abraham came from a culture that was very advanced, early Chaldeans. It was a very advanced culture in the Mesopotamia. There were about a million people in the Mesopotamia. His city had about 200,000. They're very advanced. They could read and write. They had houses with 10 and 20 rooms in it with multiple, well, extent, immediate and extended family. Abraham was, and his family were to believe to be international uh, uh, business merchants, very wealthy. They traveled out of the country, which, by the way, you had to have special permission and a lot of money to travel out of the country. Through the trade routes, he went from Ur to Haran, through Canaan, through Egypt, and back. He was also a military leader. He had 318 soldiers born in his own house. So when he left his father's house, he was traveling with about 1,000 people. City to city to city. And by the way, these weren't cities like San Diego, L.A., San Francisco. He was traveling through a place where there was very little rain where he had to trade and do business to keep all these people alive. And he was going through arid deserts, all, back to Egypt, through Canaan, through Hebron, Shechem, and all these places. So Abraham, he, and, he, and he amassed silver and gold. He was a very shrewd businessman. He had a very big household. He also came from a place where his father and family worshipped many gods. But there was something different about Abraham. Even though his father and his country worshipped many gods, the moon god was the main god, Abraham believed that there was only one god. 
And God saw this guy who was very shrewd, very educated, very astute businessman, military mind. Matter of fact, his 318 soldiers fought against four kings to save his son, his, his nephew, Lot. We're going to see that uh, next uh, couple weeks here. So he, had a, he was very organized and he was very wealthy. He bought and made deals, bought land. Made deals as he was traveling with this over 1,000 people that he had to support. And yet God said there's something different about this guy. And all his money and all his military acumen and all his, his business shrewdness is not really what I want you to know him for. I want you to know him for a guy who left his father's land because I spoke to him. And he left because I gave him a legacy opportunity. I said, Abraham, I want you to leave, and I'm going to read this in a minute, what you know, and I want you to trust me because I'm going to do something different in your life. And this is, this is what I want you to think about. Because when you die, everything you have in this world is going to be, mean absolutely nothing to you. Nothing. You can't take it with you. It has no value in heaven. I, I was in um, Australia uh, a couple weeks ago. And they have different money than us, even though they, we exchange the money. But if I was to bring back some of the coins to you, and, and, or you go to South Africa and get, or different countries to get different money, and you bring that money here and try to give it to somebody, they'd be like, what's that? I, I don't know who that president is. I don't know who that, 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 that person on that coin is. It means nothing. When we go to heaven, all of our stuff, all our accomplishments, all our things mean nothing. And so Abraham had all of this, and God said he believes there's one God. As a matter of fact, in all the towns that he stopped in, Bethel, Shechem, Haran, the Bible says that he built an altar and called on God. And the only reason he would leave his father's land and leave the lifestyle he had, because God spoke to him. And so my question to you as we go, as we Go not only through this series, but as we go to the next two years of our church, save, equip, send. All in is about getting all of y'all in the mission of what we're doing here. Now, you may just come to church here because it's a check-the-box experience. We want to move you past that. And what I mean by that is I think I need to just go to church somewhere. Don't do that. Say, I want to be in. What is the church about? Everyone say save. save. We're about getting people saved. That means that there are people who don't know Jesus. We want to introduce Jesus to them, that they say, yes, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Does that make sense to y'all? Does that make sense to y'all? In March, we launched a app, an app called Gospel Central. Just before that, we started putting short videos online. Now, last year we had, had uh, 12,000 people get saved in this church. And earlier this year we said, let's start intensifying our efforts online by making these what we call video shorts, gospel shorts, three, four-minute videos that I was making on different topics with a gospel presentation. In addition, we started adding to that testimonies of people through Gospel Central, and specifically we started getting athletes, putting them online. Since the beginning of this year, the, the, the gospel shorts and, and the videos of these athletes have had 7.5 million views. Of the gospel. They all have the gospel because they're all Drew Brees, uh, uh, Russell Wilson, um, uh, Christina Cyborg, Chris, Christiane Cyborg, uh, Ken Shamrock. Now, all these videos are their testimonies, but at the end is a gospel presentation. We've had 112,000 people give their life to Jesus Christ since March. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all in is about that. 
who are you sharing your faith with? Because every single one of you know the gospel. You hear it every single week. And I bet you there's some of you saying, he says the same thing at the end of every service. Exactly. Because there's no other gospel. There's just nothing else to say. <laughs> but are you telling people? Because as you walk, as you walk through work and through school, there are so many people who you interact with that when they die, they're going to go to hell. And it's, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it would be tragic for them to be in a line going to hell and look over there and see you in a line going to heaven and say, how come you never told me? And you say, I was just embarrassed. I was scared what you might think. Maybe you weren't going to, you know, be my friend anymore. That's exactly what the devil wants you to think. All in is about getting all of y'all <laughs> in with that. Say save. Say equip. Getting everybody in small groups, life groups. That's why I got my shirt on. Life groups. And say, you know, I'm going to be accountable to you. I want to be challenged by you. I want to challenge you. I want to get to know you. I don't want to just hide in the crowd and leave. <laughs> this is a big church, but it's only big. It's, it, it, the bigness is only negative if you make it that. Get in, a, get in a life group. And then say send. Say send. Say send means go. And this is exactly what God told Abraham. Look what it says in Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. It says... Verse 31, Terah, his, Abraham's father, took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, and the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, and his son Abram's wife, and they went out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan, and they came to the Haran and dwelt there. Haran actually means caravan city. In other words, there were a line of cities that the caravans and the merchants would travel one city to another to do business. And Haran was one of those cities. It says they went to the Haran, and the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died, Terah died in Haran. And then it says here, the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house. To a land I will show you. Everyone say, I will. In other words, I'm not going to tell you where we're going. How many of y'all like to know everything before you start? You like to know all the steps and you don't want to have to be unknown. Raise your hand. Very good. Okay, put your hands down. How many of y'all like to map everything out and know all the details and, and, and you don't, and just like to know? And if, one more time, just raise your hand real good. That's all great. And by the way, God made you that way. It's not bad. However, God says, I don't always operate that way. <laughs> and don't you hate that? That's called faith. The Bible says the just shall walk by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not known. God, you got to tell me more. No, I'm not telling you anymore. It's when you, you ever meet somebody and you start to like them and you, and you meet them and you start talking to them and, and then you go home and you can't stop thinking about them. And then you see them again and, and your heart stops beating and you don't know why. And you start telling people about them. What are you like? I don't know. He's just this. He's just that. Or she's just this. That's called faith. Because you don't know them. You have one conversation. Three conversations. We live by faith every day. 
<laughs> love is faith. Love is saying, I know I've only known you six months or for some of y'all, three weeks, but I love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and when you get old, you realize how crazy that is. You meet someone young and they go, oh, he's so nice. I think I love him. How long have you known him? Oh, three weeks. You don't know Jack. <laughs> Can I get amen? amen? But when you're in the moment, it's like you know everything. And what you do by faith is that you take your heart without knowing all the details. You don't even know their parents' names. <laughs> and you say, here's my heart. That's called faith. God wants the same faith. He says to Abraham, Abraham, look at verse 1. The Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land I will show you. I will make your, you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Look at your notes. Number one. It says your name. Is that true? Well, I'm going to read mine, and you can read yours. You don't have to read it out loud. But it says, Miles was, this is at your funeral, by the way. Miles was a person who trusted God. Do you want that being said about you? You know what I want people to say about my funeral? At my funeral, I don't want people to talk about what I had what I owned, I want people to talk about my relationship with God. Look what it says in verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your father's family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. Uh, Abram, you got to trust me. Do you want people saying that about you? Or is that how people know you? Do they know you because you're loud? Do they know you because you're pushy? Pushy? Do you know you because you're you're arrogant? Do they know you because you're 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 shrewd? Or do they know? And by the way, you can be all those things, but do they know you because you trusted God? Is that what they know about you? Do people even know that you know God? I would imagine some people see you here from work and they go, "You're you go to the rock." Matter of fact, you're a Christian. I would have never known that. <laughs> Golly gee, you could have fooled me. <laughs> Matter of fact, you did fool me. <laughs> I did. When, I, when I first got saved, I was uh, sitting in the hotel room, in the hotel lobby, and this guy came in. He was signed into the hotel, and God said to me, that guy is going to have an impact on your life. I did not know who he was. He was coming, he had just got traded to the charges and he ended up discipling me. He had God all over him. Is that your legacy? Do you want that to be your legacy? Do you want people to know and see your faith in God by how you live, by what you say? That's number one. There it is. Your name was a person who trusted God. Abraham walked around with a thousand people <laughs> plus or whatever it was with his 318 soldiers, his family and all their families saying, God, where are you taking us? I'll go wherever you want to go because what you've called me to do is way bigger than me. Number two, 
your name was a person who was used by God. How is God using your life? When we first started the Rock Church, we did not want to be a place where people just came and met on Sunday. We, from day one, and you've seen the, the video of our first service, we wanted to be a church where God <laughs> used us. And we want to be used more. We have four campuses right now. We're going to start another one this December in City Heights. And we're going to start hopefully one each year. We want to get to 10 by 2020. Same thing in Pervasive Hope. We're just continuing. We want to bless those kids in Haiti and get the soup kitchen going so we can feed 1,000 kids a day. And by the way, those 1,000 kids a day, they eat twice a week, three times a week. They don't eat every day. By a show of hands, how many of y'all eat every day? You eat every day. Let me ask you really another horrible question. How many of y'all throw food out every week? <laughs> Let's, you got, let God use us to help some people. There are people right here in San Diego who don't eat over 8,000 people who are homeless. Do you want people to say, you know what, not only do they trust God, because one thing to say, I trust God as my Savior, I trust God, I'm going to go to church. It's another thing to say, God used them. God used them. I was at a banquet last week in L.A. for the Dream Center in L.A. And I was walking out and this guy in a tuxedo, <laughs> this guy in a tuxedo um, came up to me and he says, um, when I was 13 years old, you did, he was talking to me, did an event at the sports arena called Miles Ahead Crusade. We used to do youth crusades. He said, I heard the gospel for the first time. And I got saved. And now here he is. And that was in 1996, 1997, 1998. Here he is, you know, 18 years later still walking with God. Do you want God to use you? Billy Graham, probably the greatest evangelist in the history of our country, did a crusade here, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh, maybe 12 years ago because we, we had this church at the time. And, and he was standing down at Seaport Village during the day. And people were walking up to him. I... People were walking up to him and just tapping him, saying, Mr. Graham, New York, 1975. They walk away. Minneapolis, 1982, walk away. Detroit, 1972, walk away. Obviously, they would tell him, I got saved at that crusade. I got saved at that crusade. Do the people in your family, can they say about you, can the people on your block, at your job, that God is using you in their life? Or is it just about attending church? We want to get you involved in this mission that God has given us. And lastly, it says, your name was a person who was favored by God. <laughs> I want the blessing of God on my life. How many of y'all want the blessing of God in your life? You know, how you, you know how you get the blessing of God in your life? Is that you say, God, I lay my life down at your feet. My life is not mine. My life is not mine. People come to me all the time and say, hey, I went to your church. It's not my church. <laughs> I just happen to attend and do some other stuff. But <laughs> it's not mine. My life is not mine. Your life is not mine. Your kids are not yours. 
Your house is not yours. It's certainly, it's the bank's. <laughs> and if you paid it off, great. But you ain't going to take it with you. <laughs> Someone else is going to get it. That you would say, God, I just want to be like Abraham. All the stuff in, in my life, all the things I do in this world is the foundation upon which you can build your legacy. So, Lord, I want to be all in. I want my whole heart to be committed to what you have, the church that I go to. Do you know about 40% of the people here don't give anything? Nothing. And so many of you don't volunteer at all. That's what it's about. Us getting involved because there are so many people in San Diego, in North County, East County, City Heights, San Ysidro and other parts of the city that we want to put churches that are lost, that we want to get the gospel to. Save, equip and send. Nothing has changed. And nothing will change. That is what we're about. And so we want to get all of you to be all in. So wherever you're at today, we just want you to take a couple of steps to be more committed to your Christ, to your Lord, to his mission and say, Lord, I want to get everything you have. The Bible says uh, uh, in Ephesians 1.3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. No, it says, God, I want to be blessed with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Bless me with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. I want all the blessings that God has for me. I want that. I don't want just a little bit. I don't want just enough to just make it through the day. I want to be blessed bountifully, overflowing. Why? Because it's going to flow over to other people. Because if I come here on Sunday with just enough for me, you ain't going to get, it's going to limit what God flows to, to you. You want to be walking to work, just the Holy Spirit flowing out of your life. And people just, people just going, hey, God just drawing people to you so you can minister to them. And by the way, you think, well, that's scary. At first. But it's awesome at the end. And then you start looking for it. You start, I, I was at the airport. I, uh, uh, last week I flew from, from Australia to L.A. to New Jersey to Georgia. It was like 30 hours. It was awesome. <laughs> I was in New Jersey for one of our many layovers. And I was talking to Pastor Ricky from East County. And I saw this lady crying. I said, Pastor Ricky, I got to go talk to this lady. She's crying. I went over to her. I said, uh, uh. I'm a pastor. Are you okay? And she starts crying more. <laughs> Every time I ask people, like, are they okay, they cry more. I think it's kind of reverse. <laughs> it's not the impact I was hoping. And she was telling me her father was dying and how, you know, she was going through all this stuff. And I got to pray for her. And she was a Christian, by the way. And she actually attended a church of a friend of mine in, in Arizona, uh, Impact Church, Pastor Travis. And I was like, God is looking out for you. You, and she said, I needed this. And, you know, I had to be obedient to that. God, use me. Use me. God, use us. But the first step for you to be all in is that God needs to be in you. You need to say, Lord, I want you as my Savior. And or that some of y'all need to say, I want to I take a step today. I want to say, Lord, I'm going to be more committed. I want to be more committed. I want to... I wanna, vow my whole heart to you today. So in a minute we're going to pray. And all of the campuses, here's my challenge to you. There are so many of you in there that need to just today make a decision. I want to be all in. I want to do it. I want to be more in than I am today, than I walked in here. That's a, that's a, that is 100% your decision. You don't have to wait for the sky to open, the light to go on or whatever. It is just you have to make a conscious decision. I am going to be more committed. 
and I am going to do this a little by little, however it is, I am going to pursue God more. So we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to stand up and I'm going to ask you to come forward so we can pray for you. If you're nervous, guess what? Being all in means getting past that too. Lord, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Amen? Amen? Let's all bow our heads, close our eyes. And as you bow your heads, close your eyes, I want to challenge you to get in, your, get in a life group this week. Attend your life group. Watch the DVD. And let's get this thing started. And let's make an impact in our city. Lord Jesus, there are so many people in our church right now. Right now. They know they need to be all in. They need to be more in than they were an hour ago. And if that's you, I'm just going to pray a simple prayer and I'm just going to ask you to stand up. Yes, I'm going to ask you to stand up. God has been challenging me, Miles, to be more all in. He's challenging me to make changes in my life. Holy Spirit, I pray you prompt people right now that today... It's not just another sermon series. It's a pivotal point in their life where they say, I'm, my old is gone. My old is gone. I'm going to do it now. I'm either going to be saved or I'm really going to make that step to stop watching that pornography. I'm going to make that step to go in a, in a life group. I'm going to make that step to really pray every day. I'm going to make that step to really start serving. I'm going to make that step to really faithfully give. I want my legacy to be that I trusted you, that you used me, that you favored my life. That my prayers were actually answered because I was walking in the will of God. So if that's you, I just want you to pray this prayer with me, very simple. In the privacy of your heart, say, dear God, I surrender. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Jesus, you are my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you're saying, yes, that's me. You may have been coming here for 15 years and been involved in all kind of ministry, but God is calling you to more. He's calling you to give up that one little secret sin. He's calling you more prayer. This applies to you just as much as the person who walked in here for the first time has never heard of Christ in his life. So if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand up on the count of three in all our campuses. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stand, 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 stand. God bless you. 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 All of y'all can sit down. We're going to try this one more time. I pray to God more people in here are serious about this. I pray to God that our church will take the next step. I know a lot of y'all in here saying, I'm praying, but I don't need to stand up. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You need to stand up just because. My worry is that you would get complacent. This will be just another series for you. 
our world is kicking God away. If the church doesn't pursue him hot and heavy, where are we going to be? If you prayed that prayer, just stand to your feet. One, two, three, just stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Now I'm going to ask all of y'all who are standing as you come forward, we're going to give them a hand. Come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand as they come on down. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Let's come forward. take advantage of this series as we start this series to break that routine and really step back and go, okay, how do I want this to impact my life? God, how do you want me to change? What do, you, what do I need to do to be more committed and not just a habit? That's my challenge to you as you go through this, that you get in a small group and you get accountable to somebody and say, challenge me. I need to change. I got some secrets, whatever. I, or I just want to change this part of my life. It may be even known, but you just won't let it go. And let's do this. And as you drive through your cities and your, your community and look at your neighbors and look at your coworkers, ask God to show you, God, how do you want to use me? That's why you're there. That's why you're there. How do you want to use me? And God has a plan for every single one of you. He wants to use you. He wants to do something in your life. And that's not like some prophetic word. That's with everybody who walks with him. It's just basic Christianity 101. God wants to use you. It's just a matter of being available to him, saying, God, I'm ready. And letting him push you to the uncomfortable by faith. It's not about being comfortable. It's about being obedient. And everything God calls me to do is not comfortable. <laughs> it's not. But like that commercial way back in the day, let's get Mikey to do it. I'm Mikey. <laughs> Lord, I pray for all these people. I pray you encourage them. I pray you challenge them. I pray you use them in a mighty way. Lord, use our church. Use our church. Lord, I, Holy Spirit, I pray you fill up all the 900 and something small groups that are going to meet this week. And that you would challenge and, and develop relationships, powerful relationships and accountability where people's lives could transform 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you are new, here's what we do now. We're going to cheer all these people into that room. And then Pastor Mike is going to come out and take an offering. So let's cheer them into this room. Take a right, a right turn this way. Amen. Amen. worshiping God through our giving. Let's celebrate that. The opportunity to worship God through our giving. Let's celebrate that somebody in this place. Come on, you can do better than that. It's an honor. It's an honor and a privilege to worship God through giving, to partner with what God is doing. We thank God for that opportunity. Up front, we have the pastoral support team for those who, hey, Whoa, those who want prayer for anything before you leave. Uh, and if you're ex an expecting mother, make sure you come see this lady right here. She's anointed. <laughs> God is so good. Let's, let's, you know, let's pray. Let's pray. We have the giving options are online. You push the give button if you're online watching. Uh, also, we have the text to give feature, which is awesome. And the giving boxes are at each exit. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time, for an opportunity to worship you through our giving. It all belongs to you, and we want to respect you, Lord. We want to ask you, what should we do with your money? We thank you for another chance, another opportunity to partner with you, to worship you through our giving. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. God bless you. See you next week.